Hey, this is Nathan Dawkin from Fantrax HQ, as well as the Nasty Cast and Fantrax Dynasty Baseball Podcast, and you're listening to Pop Goes Your World. Hi, I'm Chris McBrien, a Gen Xer, and the pop culture from my generation is awesome. And I'm Yance Eaton, a millennial, and the pop culture from my generation is dope. Episode 88, Yancey Says Goodbye. <laughs> Chris McBride here, along with Derek Myers, caveman himself. And yes, Yancey Eaton is back. Yancey, ladies and gentlemen, Yancey. Yo. Guys, the the rumor of my demise was greatly exaggerated. However, I do have a hellacious tan, as you guys alluded to many times. I am very, very brown. Uh, A very extended vacation. But yes, I am back. Thank you for having me. uh, And we love having you back. And yes, I hope you have a tan. You live in South Florida. You know, so you should have a tan perpetually year round. You would be surprised. I actually don't. I know you're pretty pale. We're pretty pale. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, you know, obviously we had the title off the top of the show. So I think it speaks volumes. But uh, before we get into the show tonight, I just want to mention that, you know, you can always reach us on Twitter at Yance Eaton or at Amaron underscore DM. That's Derek. And at C McBrien for me, McBrien's I-E-N. Uh, PopGoesYourWorld.com is where our website, where you find all our information on there. And you can always leave us a review on iTunes. We would absolutely love that. So, uh, Yancey, I don't know. I'm, you missed it. Four weeks. You know, you were away. You were on vacation, as you said. You're working on your tan. You look like a millennial George Hamilton, which is a wonderful thing. That's a Gen X thing. You'll, you'll have to Google it. it. That is, Yancey? I do know who it is. Oh, you do? Did you? Comp at all. <laughs> no, but he, but he has, like, this wonderful tan. That was the he whole idea. He always kind of gave me the creeps, to be completely honest with you. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not, like, a hater, but, like, just, he like, should. that that lack of self-awareness to me, I yeah. find very alarming. And that was the thing. He was famous for one thing, having a tan. That was it. That was what he was famous for. No talent whatsoever. But anyway, um, on that note, like I mentioned, yeah, you've been away for a couple weeks, you know, so of course, Caveman, our good buddy, comes in, fills in. Uh, we, we continue to, to do the show just because I love, I got to have something to do on Friday nights. Yeah, see, I got to get together and, and have a beer and talk to my buddies. So mm-hmm. we carried on with the show, but uh, um, I'm going to kind of throw it over to you for a little bit, if you don't mind. Do you want to just, just, you know, talk a little bit? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Tell us about so, what's going on. Yeah. First off. Caveman, thank you for filling in. I know you've been on the show like 15, 20 times already. You're obviously like far and away like our most frequent guest on the show. Um, So here's the thing. I really like doing the podcast a lot. And um, the feedback that we've gotten from listeners, they know that um, Chris and I have a really good rapport with each other and Caveman and, you know, the guests that we've had on multiple people, all of our friends. And we've had Sammy on a couple of times and uh, Caveman's just been on a million times. I really like doing it. And um, Chris, you and I first met through our old podcast, Dear mm-hmm. Mr. Fantasy, and that was something that I really enjoyed, too. It, it brought me into a community that I previously wasn't a part of and kind of gave me like a whole, you know, kind of platform to meet new people. Whenever I first started emailing and texting you and uh, writing about the show for Dear Mr. Fantasy, I think I had like 100 followers or 200 followers, something like that on Twitter. And, you know, now I have 3000 something and not that that validates my existence or anything, but it was nice because I, I literally found a community online and um, it was really kind of cool. And so I remember whenever you decided that you kind of wanted to take a step back from Dear Mr. Fantasy and really focus on something else, you know, like you had other passions, you had other things that you loved to do. And, you know, um, fantasy baseball wasn't nearly as important to you at that point in your life as talking about other things and 
I really respected that. And you were just going to sail off into the sunset and not really say anything and just kind of hand over the reins to Jason Consoli and myself and Mike Yavnielli. And um, I, I thought that was really admirable and kind of cool. But also, like, it's not really fair to the people who had been listening to you for a long time and, you know, decided that they wanted to, you know, hear you out and, and have a chance for you to kind of say goodbye, not to sound overly self-important, but you know, this, this podcast, we've gotten tens of thousands of downloads and we've been nominated as finalists for the podcast awards, which I don't take that lightly as niche and as dorky as that sounds like that actually really meant a lot to you and I both. And, um, so I, I guess people are asking like, why would I want to step away from something like this that I do enjoy doing so much? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, first off, worst timing ever. It's fourth quarter. I work in retail management. I'm kind of at a crossroads with my prof- my professional career where there's so much going on. And like I realize now that I'm going to have to start taking steps to further my career. Um, some of that involves going back to school, getting certifications. Good for you. Um, there's just a lot of stuff going on that requires my time. And I don't know if I have enough arrows in the quiver right now um, to – you know, to kind of maintain all of them. Uh, about a month ago, Chris, you and I were literally scheduled to record a podcast. Um, we text each other. We confirmed all day. And then basically like an hour before we were supposed to record, maybe maybe more than that, like, or less than that, rather. Like, I was, was like, like, I'm sorry. Like, it was like minutes. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, sorry, something came up. And, um, you know, not to like put my personal life on blast or anything like that, or, you know, you know, really like divulge too much information, but I'm really bad at, at time management and organization. Um, I'm bad at putting things off and procrastinating. And, you know, even doing like a little podcast like this where, you know, an hour a week or 45 minutes a week, we would set aside time or every other week. Um, whenever I'm not like including like my partner in that and in keeping her in the loop and doing all the other little things that I say I'm going to do on top of all the added stresses of, like I said, working in retail management and having an incredibly hectic and ever changing schedule. Sometimes like the little things become very, very big things. Um, and that's kind of a weird way to word it, but, and I'm talking very long, so I'm like getting like super self-conscious and, um, came in, you know, pointedly made the remark that like, I don't know how to articulate my feelings, which is very, very true. <laughs> and I say it myself cause I know I ramble a lot. Um, long story short, um, I love Chris to death. I love caveman. Chris is one of my best friends of all time. Um, this isn't like an animosity thing. This is just a like, holy shit, I have so much stuff going on in my life and I have to like focus as much as I possibly can. In a couple days I turn 30, which whenever I say that, it just makes like my stomach lurch. Um, because from a professional and a personal standpoint, there is a lot of things that I have not accomplished yet that I thought most of my life I would have been at or had done by the time I was 30. Um, and that sucks. So so basically, I'm just trying to refocus myself. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm hardly on Twitter at all the last couple of months. I completely deactivated my Facebook. Um, just lots of other little things that I use to, to casually, like, you know, divert my attention away and not really be present and, and really thinking, engaging with my current situation had been going on. And this is unfortunately like one of those things that just for the time has to be put on the back burner just so that I can focus on some of the other things. Um, I will say that... Uh, you know, you guys are obviously like super gracious in the fact that like you said that I'm welcome to come back and I can come back anytime I have a topic I want to talk about, which I'm definitely going to do. So this will not be the last time that you guys hear the sultry, prepubescent, uh, potentially lesbian voice on <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the show. Um, Chris, if you recall, the first ever email I got from doing Dear Mr. Fantasy with you was not sure if Yancey is gay or 12. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was a real email, and uh, I didn't want to podcast anymore after that. But here we are, you know, dozens of episodes later. 
Um, so I'll, I'll wrap this up now. There's some more things I want to say, but I don't know. Um, this is really, really fun to do. This is the only real creative outlet that I have. Chris, you mentioned that at the top of the show that you like to talk about things and, and have kind of like an outlet, like on a Friday night to, you know, to talk with friends, like, you know, unfortunately, like my type of work, um, it doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't value creativity, but it doesn't really amplify it. It doesn't offer a platform to be creative and speak your mind and, 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 and kind of indulge in those things. Um, so from a, a, from a right now standpoint, I'm definitely going to miss that in the near future, not being able to have something like this to look forward to. Um, but at the very least, like I'll still be absolutely, you know, downloading every single episode like I have been and enrailing you guys and just waiting for the time is right for me to come back on and, and, and do a guest spot. But um man i'm almost like getting emotional i hate that i'm so emotional about like really little things like this but this podcast has been like a really big part of my life and it, it kind of sucks to like i don't know to kind of step away from it a little bit because the, the feedback and the validation that i've gotten from people has been so much more important than i actually ever thought it would be but i'm, I'm done talking for a little bit I'm, I'm getting well i'll step in here and say a few things so the first thing i'd just like to address right away just right off the top first of all is that i love you too man and uh there's that goes without saying. I think anyone that's listened to the show, the feedback I've gotten has been like the chemistry between you and Yancey is like crazy off the charts. And so I think you can just, you can hear it. I think it comes through, you know, my, uh, you know, how much I like you and how much we like each other and it works out really well. But I do want to address one thing and the, and the, the, and that's this, is that the, the show will go on. Is that, mm-hmm. so what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to continue on with the show. We're going to still come at you every week and Derek is going to be coming in full time uh, as co-host here and Yancey's going to be back on a regular basis to join us you know so so none of that is going to change that's absolutely mm-hmm. for sure and just a couple other things i want to address first of all you mentioned about you know kind of going back to school and that kind of thing dude i would never fault you in a million years for wanting to better yourself academically you know i am a huge fan of of, of academia <laughs> i'm a college professor in my day job so you mm-hmm. want to go back to school and better yourself i Man, I stand behind you a hundred million percent. So there's that. And then the other thing you mentioned was feedback. And you've gotten like great feedback, you know, over the years and stuff like that. Not not just feedback on this show. If you think about it, we've been doing this show for two years. And in those two years we've done it, we've been nominated for a podcast award both those two years. And the hmm. year before that, in our last year of doing Dear Mr. Fantasy, we were nominated for a podcast award in the sports category too. So, you know, there's something to be said, I think, for, you know, feedback and, and for the chemistry that, that you and I have and how much we just love doing this. So I, I think that's one thing that, you know, we, we love to do this and hopefully people pick up on that. And, and that's not going to change going forward. I have a passion for doing this and I'm going to continue to have a passion. Derek has a passion for it. So, I mean, we will still continue to do the show and have you back as much as, as, much as we can. Right, Derek? Absolutely. And and I just want to say that, um, you know, Chris, now you just mentioned you've been nominated for podcast awards the last two years of this one and the last year of the other one. Uh, no pressure on me. So if you don't get nominated, <laughs> I guess we all have to play blind. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, something else I should mention, too, is my wife, ha- my wife's uncle has a condo like less than an hour away from Yancey. So I'm going to get down there at some point and still going to visit you, man. We're going to get down there at some point. You guys, Chris has teased us out for a while. Um, it has yet to happen. I, and well, well to, there's been a few I, I reasons for that. There's been yeah. a few reasons for that. Most of it has to do with the the state of your country at the moment right now. So I'm not going to get into that too much. Uh, but we'll mention that maybe a bit later. But, uh, you know, when, when, when things get kind of get uh, back to normal uh, somewhat uh, in your country, then I'll be more than happy to come across the border into your country again. And I will come down to visit you. I promise that I will. Um, but one thing is, is, you know, 
we were talking you know, a little bit about, you know, giving you a chance to kind of send yourself off and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, s- state the reasons what you're doing with your life and going on. So one thing is, though, is that, um, as I mentioned, the show's going to go on and the format's going to go on, too. We're going to continue with the format. Yeah, um, you know, Derek and I are going to go back and forth with movies and we're also going to do our, our top five lists. You know, every third show, we usually do a top five list and that's going to carry on. And so what we decided was we thought, well, what better way than to kind of, you know, send you off? And kind of, you know, turn turn a page on, on a new aspect of the, the podcast than with a top five list. What do you think, Derek? We, we can do this, right? We're going to do a top yeah, five absolutely. list with me? I think, uh, I think a top five list is absolutely in order. I think it is. So, so Yancey, what, we, what, we, what we're what we going to do here, Derek and I are going to go back and forth. We're going to do a top five list, okay? And what we'd okay. like you to do is just chime in throughout as we, we're going back and forth. We're going to do our typical way, go and start at five and work our way up to one. And what we're going to do this week is we're going to do the top five things that we miss about, we're going to miss about Yancey. Oh, this is adorable. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this is five, so cute. Yeah, the top five <laughs> things that we are going to personally miss about you not being on the show anymore. And Derek's going to start us off, and then we're going to work our way up to number one. So with your number five re, uh, thing that you're going to miss about Yancey, Derek, what have you got for us? Take it away. All right. Number five thing I'm going to miss about Yancey is Yancey's strong family ties. A lot of times when Yancey gives us his, his movie he loves or his top five whatevers, he talks about his family and growing up they watched this and growing up they did that and he's got this strong family bond and he he leans on that a lot and i think that really uh speaks a lot to his character and to his upbringing and it helps you identify with where he's coming from when he throws out his ideas and opinions and i love it about him and i'm gonna miss that I think there's some good examples of that too, right, Yancey? Like, there's been times where you talk about you and your brother liking watching Pokemon and watching uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, watching cops. Watch yeah. cops. You yeah. guys would get together on a Saturday night around your house and watch cops and things like that. So, yeah. I love that you guys brought that up because that is like the one thing that I'm so conscious of whenever I am like preparing my show notes and, and just thinking about things that I want to talk about. And even now, um, when I first started doing the Pop Goes Your World, you know, I didn't really advertise it at all. Like I, for whatever reason, like this is one of those things where if, if, if an audience were to find our show, Chris, I kind of wanted it to be purely organic and kind of serendipitous, not me just blasting out the link to the podcast to the same, you know, 2000 people on my friends list that I've known my entire life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I, I know that sounds a little mean, but like, I, I like the idea of bringing new people into the fold and getting feedback from people that I haven't been getting feedback from and aren't inherently biased of my thoughts and opinions. Right. Um, but my family picked up on it. They, they found out, I think I mentioned it once or twice. And then all of a sudden my entire family and all my family friends, and, uh, they all started listening to it. You know, like one of my best friends, um, his mom, Jeannie, she's listening to this now and she'll hear me. Like she, she tells me every single time she listens to a podcast and all my siblings are, you know, they, they give me so much feedback on it and my mom and my dad, and they all play it together. And like, I, I love the fact that like, it's almost like we're kind of virtually hanging out and it's just like, you know, you know, it's an homage to my family and all the little things that we did when we were growing up we didn't have like a lot all the time you know we did we did as as good as we could have and my parents did a great job as a big family but like we had like music and we had you know we could rent a movie on a friday for 3.99 and we would all watch movies together and um that connection is like the most important thing to me i think that i have with pop culture and why it, it resonates so much with me and honestly like you could have made that number one derek and i would have like really appreciated that but like just the fact that you mention it because like obviously family is such a huge part to me so well, here's, um, here's, I'm, I'm pretty cool with that here's the thing though yancy that i'm not gonna miss about the about derek's uh mentioning about your family with with you leaving the show 
then we're going to lose about 75% of our audience. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a hard sell. I know. I'm not going to lie. I know. Jeez, we're going to suffer. I tell you, our downloads are going to go right off the cliff. Okay, so my number five I'm going to go with is is politics. Okay, this is what I'm going to miss about this. Not that Derek isn't a political guy, but Yancey, you and I share a very special bond. And the thing is, we, we love pop culture. You love millennial pop culture. I love Gen X pop culture. But another thing that we share is we both don't mind actually wading into the world of politics and talking about it. And it's not something we do consciously. It just kind of seeps into things all the time. And the thing that I've always liked about it is that we're a little bit fearless that way because I'm always going into, into, into doing these shows, especially when I did the Dear Mr. Fantasy show as well, was I said, there's a few things I'm not going to talk about. Three things I will never talk about on the air, and that's sex, politics, and religion because it's just it's too controversial. But here we just kind of said, you know what? Screw it. And we're just going to talk about everything. You're just going to just, just talk about whatever comes to mind. And politics has always kind of found a way to weave its way into the conversation with us, whether it's some of the movies we've watched, like stuff like The Killing Fields and things like that. We'll talk about politics, but we have no problems with, you know, just kind of talking about the current state of things. Like I just mentioned at the top of the show, I'm not going to come visit you because I am I just don't like what I'm seeing in your country right now. And I just I don't mind saying that. And in the past, I don't think I ever would have said those things. But for some reason, the chemistry between us, it allows me to do that. I'm going to really miss that a lot so mm-hmm. i i i too like that chris and i also like that you and i were, were both able to kind of toe that line not where we're kind of um catering to the audience or just trying to ride the fence but at, at, we can kind of make our our points and our feelings known on things that are happening currently with you know talking about a movie <clears throat> from the 70s or the 80s you know what i mean right you can make everything kind of like a you know a metaphor for present day or you can see similarities or you know history always does repeat itself and you know those who don't learn about it are obviously doomed to repeat it and it's kind of interesting just to see like pieces of art that were made you know 30 40 50 years ago seeing how relevant they are today you know um there are certain movies where like <laughs> you know obviously their idea of the future was way far off and we watch them and they don't age well and they're they're kind of corny but there's also you know like these futuristic movies that i love so much where they get a lot of things right and a hundred years from now you know assuming that we're all not you know just dust from a nuclear mm-hmm. fallout um <laughs> like some of those things are so pertinent i think that's really interesting that like you can you can be not apolitical but you don't have to be overtly political while still also kind of giving people the essence of of what you believe in and what you stand for so i i agree with that too i I like the fact that this wasn't a politics show but it's like i'm not afraid to express what i think or or how i feel about things and you've always felt the same way we've always had that back and forth yep and we've never we certainly haven't escaped unscathed because i don't know about you but i've gotten some very 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 hateful emails based on certain things i've said on the air but it's just the way it is i'm fine with it if i have the ability to say it then people have the the right to absolutely come back at me for it and i'm cool with that either way so it's all good but that's just something i'm gonna miss so on to your number four derek what's the number four thing you're gonna miss about all right young man yancey number four thing i'm gonna miss about yancey is the year 1999 we know that this is yancey's favorite year for movies and and rightly so because the matrix the sixth sense fight club blair witch project toy story 2 office space being john malkovich the list goes on and on of all the great movies that came out in 1999 yancey is absolutely in the right to bring it up Every show, especially The Matrix, <laughs> I think both he and I would agree, is in our top five favorite movies of all time. I'm going to miss the, the the constant references to 1999. 
Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good one. Right, Yancey? I mean, like we mentioned before on a, on a past show that um, we felt that we came to this conclusion kind of generically, but we were talking about it and how our favorite year in pop culture is the year when we were both when we were 11. And I challenged mm-hmm. other people and I got a lot of emails on it, too, uh, from people that also said, you know what, when I think back on it. The year that I was 11 was my favorite year in pop culture because I think that's when you kind of come into the, the ability to kind of start to watch a bit more, you know, adult type movies, you know, more grown up kind of movies, at least more action films or whatever. I don't know what it is. Listening to music, mm-hmm. you start to become a bit more cool at that age. And and for, for whatever reason, you were 11 in, in 99. I was 11 in 1981 because I'm old. And but uh, yeah, I think 1999 is something you've mentioned on almost every single episode, haven't you? I have, and my only ask moving forward is that you guys never reference any piece of pop culture from that year, as long as I'm not on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no problem from me. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, I will make this promise. If we talk about movies from 1999, it will always be in a positive light, and we will emphasize the greatness of them. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I'll that's take fair. It. Okay, yeah. so my number four thing I'm going to miss about Yancey is baseball so we mentioned it a little bit at the top of the show obviously we did a podcast before this one we've referenced that numerous times you know throughout uh, you know us doing this show um in our last sort of 87 episodes together um so we did a a, a fantasy baseball podcast prior to do this and one of the reasons that we started doing that podcast is we both really really love baseball and you know it's something that you know we both share we we've talked about when we talked about sports movies we talked about how much we love baseball you're a huge fan of the rays i mean I've been because, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, um, you know, going back to school. I'm also going back to school in, in January as well. And as a result, I've decided to take a little step back. I was really, really involved in baseball, as you know, and fantasy baseball and all these fantasy leagues and doing all this stuff. And I've decided to take a big step back from that and and not have it sort of be as sort of pervasive in my life. But baseball is something that you and I, we share on a different level. It's not just a matter of, you know, we're two guys that enjoy baseball, you know, and, you know, we, we really like watching the games and stuff, but we liked it on a different level from a fantasy baseball level in terms of stats and like playing in leagues and all that kind of stuff. So that's something I'm going to miss about you, bud. I, I like that you mentioned that. Cause that is kind of like our Genesis. That's our origin story. You know what I mean? Um, right. Like if this were a comic book, like that would be the lead in, I guess, like all the tiled panels would just be like Chris sitting in front of his PC playing fantasy baseball. You know, um, Derek, you could probably make up a really cool comic book scenario with that, with those set of parameters. But um, (laughs) uh, I I like baseball, Chris, and I'm still going to continue liking baseball. It's kind of weird how my relationship with a lot of things has changed. Like I said, like I, I know this sounds very corny and, you know. Ten years from now, if I'm listening to this podcast, listening back at myself, I'm just going to cringe at how incredibly corny and like just overtly obnoxious I sound right now. But like, you know, billions of people have have turned 30 before and it's not unusual. It's not noteworthy. It's not something special. But this is the first time I've turned 30 before. So like, um, you know, like I'm, I'm at like this weird crossroads where there's many, many things that used to hold a lot of importance to me, like when it came to sports. I didn't just like baseball. Like I was obsessed with college football and NFL and, you know, hockey and NASCAR and every sport you can think of. I I was religious about it. And baseball, for whatever reason, is the one sport where like I've still maintained like that irrational fandom, that irrational um, like I allow it to affect me emotionally, whereas I've closed off almost everything else that's not family related in that regard. Um, all those other things, I kind of like let them fall to the wayside. And I'm a lot more structured with like the, the content that I consume and it has a purpose and there's a reason. And um, most of the time it's because I want to learn. You know, what I mean, like that's what I'm looking for. But baseball still remains as like that bastion of 
um, you know, like the, the, the pinnacle of, hey, you know what? I just want to shut my brain off and, and have a good time and enjoy it. And um, it, it's it's cool. Like I said, that you were the the entryway into like a huge community for me online. And that was like my foray into it. And um, so like the feelings mutual, you know, every time I'm in a league, you know, <laughs> half the time you're in it, not so much anymore. But um, to have a connection with you, I think that's something I'll always remember, too. Oh, that's awesome. OK, what's your number three there, Derek? Three number three thing you're going to miss about Yancey here. All right, the number three thing I'm going to miss about Yancey is broadcasting from the shed. <laughs> so I've never met Yancey in person, and, but as I listened to this podcast when it first started, Yancey would talk about how he broadcast from this shed, and I'm envisioning like this ramshackle shack where, it, like, almost like a pirate radio guy during the war. Like that's how I'm envisioning it. Like the wood, like, sh- like the woodshed in ET or something. Yeah. Like that. Like, yes. And I imagine he's got like this really long extension that goes to like the neighbor's house where he's, he's like, you know, in the dark, he's trying to be all secretive about it because he doesn't want people to know about his his particular passion. And that's that's how I always envision it, whether or not that's true. But I'm going to miss just the references to the broadcasting from the shed. The, hey, do you hear those helicopters overhead? That's because I'm broadcasting from the shed and they're chasing a bad guy. You know, there's just so many great one-off throwaway lines that are absolutely true that stem from the idea that Yancey broadcasts from the shed. So that's my number three. Oh, I love that you mentioned that. I will say this. Right now, as we record, I am, of course, in the podcast shed. Um, my <laughs> wife was nice enough to organize it a little bit. Normally, she throws all of her on top of my desk. And like it's a, it takes like 10, 15 minutes for me to get it cleaned up in here. Um, right now, the weather is really nice outside. We had a little bit of a cold front, probably from Canada, where you guys are. And it's just nice. It's like beautiful weather. Any other time of the year, though, as Chris and I are recording this, I don't even like to take a shower before I come in here to record because I end up sweating like profusely for about an hour. Obviously, I close all the windows, I close the doors just because there's so much noise all around me. Neighbors, dogs barking. The you know the local airport is literally less than a mile away from me. Um, the podcast shed sucks, guys. I don't have power out here. Every single time I come out here, I have to bring out an extension cord and I plug in a little light and hang it above me. My light busted that i had and now i have a weird red light so it looks like either i'm shooting a porno or it's like an old school like photography shed or something oh, um man. so like it's it's endearing i you know i i call it a shed if i put some insulation and ran some power here i could probably live in here um but not gonna miss literally just sweating profusely for you know an hour every single week that part is is gonna be you know I'm gonna be glad that that part's gone. I remember times when you'd tell me, like, like we'd be doing the show, and I'd be like, "What's that sound?" And you're like, "Oh, it's a plane just went overhead." And I'm like, yeah. "What? Where? Where are you? I'm out in the shed." I'm like, "What do you? Do you live near an army base? What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Okay, uh, so my number three. Um, you just mentioned about you know going through this, I guess I don't know crisis because you're about to turn thirty. Yeah, well. Come back to me when you're pushing 50 there, young man. So the, the thing that, I, that, I, that I, my number three thing I'm going to miss about you, Yancey, is referring to you as young man. I do that almost on a regular basis on the show. I'm like, hey there, young man, young fella. What's the other? It's like, get off my lawn, all that kind of stuff. And that's something I'm going to miss because Derek's a lot closer to my age than you are. So, uh, but I'm still younger. You I still are younger. Yeah, about like two younger. years or something like that. <laughs> Make sure you say that, Derek. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but also still younger. He'll <laughs> hold that over my head forever, I'm sure, going forward. But but that's one thing I'm going to miss because I always, I always seem to enjoy getting that in there every once in a while. I'm like, ah, you're a young fella. What do you know, young man? So that's going to be something I'm going to miss, calling you a young man. It is pretty hurtful. I, I like the fact that I mean you almost lovingly. use it as it's you use it as like your trump card. No. You know, you use it as your trump card. Like if if we're like kind of uh, like stalemated on like a, a particular topic back and forth, I I like to feel that you pull like you you like low key pull like the 
well, keep in mind, like I am older than you, young man. You know, like that's like your go to. Like I've been around a lot longer than you have. Just trust me on this one. I'm like, OK, whatever. I'll let you have that. I see it as more of a term <laughs> of endearment myself, but uh, it's what it's what we make of it. OK, so uh, on to your number two, Derek, what have you got? All right. Number two. Prince. <laughs> Another good Yancey one. Yancey has <laughs> an unhealthy obsession with Prince. And believe me, I'm a Prince fan, but I don't think anyone could be as big a Prince fan as Yancey. And let me give you an example. So you guys did a podcast a while back where you talked about bands that should have been bigger. And Chris referenced <laughs> – I know where this is like, going. <laughs> Chris referenced like an obscure Canadian band yep. that had like – a marginal hit and that yep. he enjoyed their music and he was saying like this band should have been bigger and by bigger he means instead of playing a bar they should have played like a minor league hockey arena yeah exactly Yancey's number <laughs> the jitters, one yeah. Yancey's number one was Prince which and, and so basically his defense for those who may not remember the show was yeah Prince was good but if it wasn't for friggin Michael Jackson Prince have you heard of him? The king of pop. <laughs> Prince would have been the man. And instead, Prince had to be the number two, and he should have been bigger. So he's my number one, should have been bigger than he was. And I, like, I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm both sort of laughing and yelling at it at the same time, going, Gancy, I don't think you understood the exercise. But at the same time, I'm thinking, he's kind of right. And so I'm just going to miss your absolute passion and just the way that you bring up prints as often as you can and and 99 percent of the time justifiably so about how great he was how much we're going to miss him how his music catalog will will touch people forever and I, i'm just going to miss the uh the references to prince you know what, chris i can appreciate <laughs> or not chris i'm sorry derek i can appreciate <laughs> simply because i i can appreciate that because He's so talented, okay, and I, I understand the absurdity of it, and Chris kind of did clown me a little bit in that episode, and deservedly so. Like, I understand that really wasn't in the spirit of what we were trying to accomplish for that episode. Good job, young <laughs> it was a man. Little bit, it was a little bit of a cheat. Like, I get this, right? And But also, like, I stand by what I said. And I think I think people realize this. They're like, well, that's kind of stupid. But also, like, there was a part of them that did understand this, right? If you had taken Michael Jackson out of the equation, not to not to beat a dead horse, but if you had taken Michael Jackson out of the equation, for whatever reason, he did the Jackson 5 thing, and then he decided, you know what? I'm going to go make pottery, and I'm not going to do music ever again. If Michael Jackson were taken out of the equation, we would be talking about Prince like we did Michael Jackson. It was just one of those things where it was like a perfect storm where there was just so much stuff going on. And Michael Jackson, in his own right, obviously was a lightning rod right like there was there was a lot of talent there i'm not trying to disparage him and i hate when you you can't compare two things without making it sound like you dislike one but holy shit, man michael jackson like prince did everything prince did everything and the, the the talent the pure genius i know genius is such a word it's like love that is just it's it's been bastardized so much it's been overused everybody's a genius if you know, if you're really, really good at fantasy baseball, now all of a sudden you're a genius. If, you know, Donald Trump's a genius, he's a stable genius, and this person's a genius, and it, the threshold to be considered a genius now is almost nothing. But Boy, apparently that bar is like low. That. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> but, the example but, you're But given. you look back, you look back at him. <laughs> There's that you know, you look again. At, you look at him as like an 18 or 19-year-old, you know, on TV, and he's just, he's not of this world. He's an alien. You know what I mean? He doesn't Absolutely. think like us. 
he 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 doesn't care about things like other people care about. Of you know, you think about the catalog of all the music that he released, and I wasn't expecting to do a Prince diatribe tonight, but look, here we are. <laughs> but you just think about all the music that he just put out, and and that was just the stuff that we saw. You know what I mean? And I, I've said this before too. Like he was probably the most prolific recorder in the history of recorded music, and for years and years and years, that estate is just going to be cashing checks because there is so much music that we have never seen that eventually is going to see the light of day. Um, I stand by that. I, I I love that you brought it up. I do think that he was just an absolute lightning rod. He was gone way, way, way too soon, criminally underappreciated, never really heralded as like the greatest of anything. You, people didn't think of him as the greatest performer or the greatest guitarist until, you know, really up until like right after he died. Um, it's it's sad that somebody like that could have been so successful, and yet I still feel like he was slighted. But thank you for getting me amped up. Like my energy level just like shot through the freaking roof. But yes, Prince, guys, please go listen to his discography. It's amazing. Well, yeah, I agree with everything you just said, and I'm gonna miss it every single week. <laughs> so there you go. You mentioned Yancey that you said Prince is not of this world. You know what else is not of this world? My number two thing that I'm gonna miss about you, and that's dystopian future movies. And they're not of this world. And that is just something you have made me watch since day one. Whether it's Interstellar or Snowpiercer or Children of Men or Ex Machina or Moon. Even when we decided, oh, let's watch an animated film. It's Wally. It's got to be a dystopian future movie. I tell you, Jesus, man, young man, drive me crazy with this stuff. And so this is one thing that I really, really hope going forward that Derek's not going to be like saddling me with every week. Because as I mentioned before, most of the time when you nominate a show for, for me to watch and then come back and review with you the following week, I'll watch it with my wife. And she's like, this is another dystopian future movie. What the hell is the matter with this Yancey kid? And I'm like, I know. <laughs> so these dystopian future movies are just like, like just permeated the podcast. But, you know, when I kind of reflect back on it and look at it, I'm actually going to miss it. Jeez. So don't, so don't worry, Chris. I love those movies, too. And Yancey, full disclosure, Chris and I shared our list ahead of time, and I had this on my list as my number one. And when I saw it was on Chris's list, I decided to take it off my list and put something else in my number one. I'm also going to miss the dystopian future, but don't worry. They will be well represented. Maybe not to the same extent that you did, oh, but man. Chris will not be escaping them at all. So that, much for honestly, my Friday night look it up. <laughs> it makes me feel good hearing that just because like, I feel like if not for us – then who? Who will expose Chris to these? It's not like he's going to actively seek these out. I feel like he's he's basically scared off of them now. So like, if the podcast were to end tomorrow, he's not going to just go to Netflix and just randomly pick up like a sci-fi dystopian you know movie. Like it's on us. This are, is on us. So are you? But, but are, yeah. Netflix often will figure out what it thinks you like based on what you've watched already. So maybe if we get him to watch enough of these, we Netflix will recommend other similar movies, <laughs> and he may accidentally watch one yeah, before right. he realizes why Netflix has recommended it. Yeah, I really you, like Nothing's going to change. You guys know what I like. I, listen, I texted you both a picture of the shirt that I was wearing into the studio <laughs> tonight. I'm wearing a t-shirt that's Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, like I mean, like nothing's going to change. I'm not, I'm still going to watch all this old stuff that I like. Uh, so anyway, so moving on to your number one thing you're going to miss about Yancey, uh, Derek. You mentioned you had to knock uh, the dystopian future movies out of number one. So what did you replace it with? We're we're dying. All right, the number one thing I'm going to miss about Yancey is that he's ruining our favorite movies. And let <laughs> think so, I know where you're going with your this. movie yes. is bad, and you should feel bad. Yes, I know. I know where that's you're going. exactly it. So Chris recommended. 
Yancey, you should watch Revenge of the Nerds. It's a movie from our childhood that we love and hold dearly. And then Yancey watched it with the eyes of a young man from the millennial point of view, from today's perspective, and pointed out all the things that were absolutely terrible about that movie. And once he did it, our eyes were opened and we went, oh, my God, there is a lot of horrific things that happen in that (laughs) movie. I know. (laughs) You look back and you go. It was the time. It was a different time. But that doesn't make it any better. You're the right. guy basically at the end of the movie rapes a girl. That's not funny. That's not <laughs> It's not good. But in 1984, everyone went, ha ha, the nerd got the girl in the end. Yeah, and he put on a Darth Vader mask. Away he went, you know. Yeah. Yep. Nancy watches the movie and says like, like oh, hey, you don't laugh good. at the Asian guy because he's different. That's not cool. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's right. I laughed at that guy because he was different in the 80s. And that wasn't cool. And now you go back and watch these movies after hearing what Yancey had to say about them. And you're like, ooh, these movies don't hold up as well as I thought they did. And you can't just justify that by saying it was a different time. It's still hilarious. It is not still hilarious. It was it should not have ever, ever have been hilarious. And we should be embarrassed for thinking some of these things were funny. And Yancey has pointed that out on multiple occasions. And I'm going to miss that. I appreciate this. And I think now would be the best time to announce that Caveman and I are actually doing our own spinoff podcast <laughs> where we, <laughs> where he and I agree <laughs> relentlessly. And <laughs> oh, man, see, that's the best I appreciate part. that. I appreciate that, guys. Not to cut you off, Chris. Like, um, I'm obviously like I'm like a self-conscious guy. I I think a lot, almost too much, very too much about how I sound, and um, I always think that I'm not getting my point across, and I always feel like I'm rambling, like I'm doing now. Um, and sometimes I do feel like I'm almost coming off as a little self-righteous, and that I know better than people, and a little social justice warrior e. Um, but whenever you say stuff like that, Caveman, I know it's really difficult for people to be, you know, nostalgia is one hell of a drug, right? And yeah. everybody wants to think that the shit that they grew up with is the best because that's what you knew. You know what I mean? Like, that I, I, I totally understand that. And had my parents not exposed me to Queen and Tom Petty and Leonard Skinner when I were a kid, um, I would be looking at that stuff as archaic these days. And I, w- I would I would totally understand that. You know, if I had grown up with those same movies with you guys, I'd be in the exact same boat. So it's not... It was never intended to be like a holier than thou thing. It's just a, hey, listen, like it's a different time. It is. And, you know, the part of society moving forward and hopefully getting better for as many people as possible, as quickly as possible is like you got to do like a, a you have to look back and you have to take a look at those things. And and like you said, came in, it's not always about a justification of, well, that's just the way things were. Well, damn it, let's do better. You know, so thank you for bringing that up. And I hope I didn't like come off too strong like that like i had all the answers because i i still very much do not and um it's it's hard trying to articulate that without sounding like i'm just completely on an entire generation of pop culture no i agree i think that was well said yancy yeah and so i derek one thing i just wanted to point out that you you had to go and change your number one at the last minute i might have to go and change my number one at the last minute because one thing i'm going to miss is the number of times that yancy says in a show. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have not been keeping count, I have. He said it five times so far in this podcast. Have I really? Yes. One. Yes, you yes. have. Guys, I'm not even drinking. I'm, I mean, I have Gatorade. This is just, this is it. It's the least offensive cuss word that I like the most, I think. 
Uh, whatever the fuck you want to say, go ahead and say oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. So uh, anyway, um, so my number one thing that I'm that I'm going to miss about Yancey, and this this just goes right to the kind of the the core of what this show is all about. Is you know we've mentioned it before, we touched base on it, you know tonight as well. Is I'm a little bit stuck in the past. I know, I know, I know. It's true, it's true. I'm a little stuck in the past, and I just watch the same things over and over again. And the one thing that Yancey has done over the last two and a half years we've been doing this show, is he's allowed me to kind of expand my horizons a little bit, for lack of a better term. And that's, he's been able to to get me to watch, like, stuff like basically anything after 1989. Like, without Yancey, I would just go back and watch the same things over and over again. Like I say, I would go back and watch, you know, Airplane over and over again. And I just go back and watch Meatballs and Stripes and Spokey the Bandit and all those shows that I love and Jaws and all that stuff, Star Wars. And I would just watch it over and over again. But Yancey's kind of like made me kind of, you know, look outside of that a little bit and say, hey, there's this whole other, you know, world of stuff that's out there and and, and you got to watch it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to watch it. So we kind of built it right into the show where he would force me to watch shows like, like I mentioned before, things like Interstellar and like. I would never have watched Interstellar before, you know, even something like like Wally, like we mentioned, I wouldn't have watched the lobster. He made me watch. I mean, it was terrible, but I mean, mm-hmm. but even shows like the rounder, like rounders and, and the dark Knight and children of men and, you know, movies like that. Like I never would have watched if it wasn't for this show. So the one thing I am going to miss Yancey is the fact that you challenge me to, to think outside the generation X box and you make me watch things that have, you know, sort of come into the, the, the pop culture zeitgeist after 1989. The only thing I can hope going forward is that Derek is going to be able to kind of, you know, you know, pick up that and, and carry it on and mm-hmm. try to challenge me. And I think he will, because he's obviously a little bit more well-rounded than I am, <laughs> you know, when it comes to pop culture. <laughs> not physically. And so, you know, no, 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 of course, of course <laughs> not. But, uh, no, but Party yeah. shot. <laughs> but to be able to to challenge me and to, 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 to look at a few things that are outside of Gen X, I, I hope he's able to kind of pick up on that and run with it as well, because that was something that I'm really going to miss about you, bud. I I appreciate you saying that, Chris. And let me first say, I don't think that's going to be a problem with cavemen at all. Like, I think as far as um, we've talked about this off air, but as far as actual pop culture tastes and like interests in specific movies and music and stuff, I think he and I actually align closer than you and him would. So I think that dynamic is still going to be there. Just that natural, I don't want to say friction, but just the, the, the two different parallels coming at two different areas, two different angles, that's still going to be intact. Um, as far as like the you being exposed to different things, Chris, likewise, <laughs> it, it's it's different. So you you grew up in a certain era. You watch those kinds of movies, right? The natural inclination is to want to to continue watching the, the things that you know that you like. You know, I mean, when you go to a restaurant and you have an amazing meal, it does take a little something to to basically gamble on the fact that if you get something different, you may not enjoy it as much, right? Like there is, like I said, nostalgia is one hell of a drug, and comfort food is a real thing. Like there's a reason why people just they want to know what they're getting. Um, likewise with me, like. If I went onto Netflix and I saw, you know, all these different movies that you've you've referenced, I would have never been exposed to an entire upbringing, like an, you know, an, a whole generation of people. You're like I mentioned, you're within a couple of years of my parents. Uh, my parents are 52. My parents are 52, and you know, there's there's a whole world out there that I very very little of it that I wasn't exposed to. Like, you know, whenever they were in high school, it was in 1984. Like I mentioned, I was born in 1988, and then you know. There was four kids in the house like they're not going to be playing and showing all the movies and stuff that they grew up with. And everything that you've referenced on this podcast and showed me like it. I know this sounds super corny and, and it sounds contrived, but um, 
just bringing little pieces of pop culture that were relevant whenever my parents were my age now or even younger like it brings me closer to my family not just like a thing that we do on the podcast but like the more i understand about how life was for my parents the closer i feel to my parents like um came in you mentioned like the family connection like i do not see my family nearly as much as i want to or i should um i'm very in the sense that like all of my family has smartphones and you would expect me to be on the phone a lot more than i am um, but I like the fact that the podcast is a way for me to feel connected to them and kind of learn a little bit more about their world or how their world used to be. Um, and you were the, you were the driving force for that. Like you allowed for that to happen. Um, so thank you for that. And then caveman, obviously like keep giving them hell, like keep throwing all <laughs> these like sci-fi movies at him. Like, this is the answer. Like, this is the formula, you know, like, uh, Chris, I think is at his best whenever he is uncomfortable. And I don't mean that as like an insult. Like whenever Chris is forced to to you know assess something, I think he's his sharpest. He's his most poignant. His points are the most interesting. They make for the best radio. Um, like you know, obviously, like he can he can he can give you airplane and talk about it, and it's obviously really really interesting. But I think Chris, like you are your best whenever you are talking about things that are completely foreign to you. That's where you see like your creativity and like the paths you take to explaining yourself. That's whenever like that like, you know, the galaxy brain meme. Like that's you, like Chris talking about sci-fi movies. You know, like you you manage to bring different takes to the same you know genre of movies that I always recommend, and I'll always appreciate that. The last thing I'm going to mention before we, we, we move on to the next segment is is just one more thing that I think is important because I, I received feedback on this, you know, in email form over the over the last couple of years. And and the thing is, you mentioned it earlier in the show that we, you know, we become kind of almost like best friends. Like it's been it's been an incredible journey that you and I have taken together. And we have become unbelievably good friends because outside of the podcast, like obviously people don't know what goes on. But like the contact that you and I stay in, like we text each other about you know, if we are having like a personal problem or something like that, or if we just need someone to talk to, we're like, we're, we're constantly in contact with each other. Mm -hmm. And so we become these, these incredible friends, which is so funny because, you know, as you mentioned just, you know, a couple of minutes ago about some of the pop culture, your parents with you, I'm basically old enough to be your dad. I'm old enough to I, be I, your I didn't father. Want to say that. I didn't want to say that to sound like mean, but yeah, like you're like four years younger than my, my parents. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm old enough to be your father, <laughs> but we've been able to somehow get through that and, 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 and kind of overcome and bridge this generation gap to mm -hmm. still be like incredible friends. And I think that's something special that doesn't happen every day. I don't think. And, and not, just, not just, not just the age gap, Chris, just look at us, look at us from a professional standpoint. You're a professor. I work in retail management. You're a Canadian. I've never stepped foot out of the United States. Like, you know, there's, there's thousands of miles that our gap between us, our upbringing is completely different. Our professions yeah. are completely different. You good have point. kids. I don't have kids, yeah. you know, like good point. I come yeah. from a big family. Your family's smaller, you know, like, it's it's like two different. It's like you know, everything people. that we could be different. Of, we are different on. But yet somehow yeah. we've kind of been able to cut through all that crap and still become like incredible friends. And, and there's something about that that I think is special. And you just you can't just replicate all that easily. So, you know, I think that's maybe going to be the, the, the absolute number one thing that I'm going to miss the most is our friendship. I agree. Don't be a stranger, Chris. No, I won't be. On that note, I think it's time now to have some fun with Yancey. So this is kind of like a last kind of kick in the can. We will have you back from time to time. But, you know, mm -hmm. every week I like to have you do this segment, Fun with Yancey. And it's something I look forward to every week. I really enjoy it. And we mentioned at the top of the show that, you know, we've spent a lot of time together. 
you know, we've been podcasting together since I think we started in January 2016, right? We were doing Dear Mr. Fantasy. Uh, we did the podcast. I In July of 2016, you know, I left that show. I started up Pop Goes Your World. You came over. We did this together. Been nominated for three podcast awards together, which is pretty amazing. One for DMF, like I said before, two here. Um, and Derek, feel free to jump into this conversation at any time. We're going to have some fun with the ANSI here. But one of the objectives that I would say that I've had on this podcast was basically, Yancey, to get you to know and hopefully respect in some way some of the pop culture from Generation X. So now with your kind of departure, you know, what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of see how much of this has kind of stuck with you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you through your paces tonight, young man, and I'm going to quiz you on some of the stuff that we have covered in this podcast over the last two and a half years. I want to see basically how much that you have learned and how much you've retained about Generation X through your tenure here on the show. Good luck, Yancey. I can say right now, this is going to go predictably bad. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. And just, just for this, I got, hold on, I got, I got to open a beer. I got to have a beer. Say, I need to take a big swig of mine too. <laughs> Let's have a drink because this is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so Yancey, I'm going to quiz you on basically all the, these are all things that we have mentioned on the podcast. So this, none of this is new. This is nothing like that. You're like, whoa, we never talked about this. We, this is all things we've talked about on the podcast over the last two okay. and a half years. I'm trying to make you remember this stuff. Let's see how so well. So no trick questions, right? No, no, no trick, trick questions. questions. None at all. Okay. Okay. Saturday Night Live. Okay. You know, now Yancey, it might suck now, but it used to be like the greatest thing on TV. Yes, mm-hmm. SNL, actually, it started out as, it was called NBC Saturday Night. It started like back in October of 1975. And it basically gave people a reason to stay home on Saturday night, you know? And Aside the, from cops. Uh, well, of course, the best, <laughs> in the Yancey household, but that was more in the 90s, right? But back in the 70s, this show was everything. And one of the biggest appeals of the show was this incredible ensemble cast that they put together. And they were called the Not Ready for Primetime Players. Yancey, can you name... Any one of the original seven cast members of Saturday Night Live. Dan Aykroyd. Very good. Okay. Chase. Yes. Um. Oh, what's the woman? The real popular woman. Mm, she has a weird name. She has like a um, let me, let like a Slavic name. A friend there, buddy. Okay, man, you got this. I know. You, I, I, as soon as you say your name, it's gonna. There's a cancer support group named Gilda after Radner. Her. Gilda Radner. Yep. That was her name. Yep. Jane Curtin, Lorraine Newman were also on the show. And you didn't mention my favorite one of all time, John Belushi, but good for you. And Garrett Morris also was on the show. Um, I would not have, I was, it was kind of funny. I thought you might've went with Bill Murray on that one, but he didn't join the show until the second season after Chase, Chase left. So, okay. Anyway, so you got it. Good for you. Okay. 16 Candles, the movie 16 Candles. Right. Made you watch it. All right. What was the name of the Oriental exchange student that came to live with the Bakers? Was it no? Um, he was played long. By, it's Duck Dong Long Duck. Uh, what is it? So close. Long <laughs> Long Dong Duck. <laughs> oh, so close. So close. Long Duck Dong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I was incredibly distasteful and awful. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> long Long Duck Dong is absolutely Getty Watanabe's character's name. Good for you. Took a little bit of getting, but you got it there. Okay. In the Goonies. I made you watch the Goonies. Okay. Can you name the criminal family that was chasing the kids through the cave 
in uh, search of one-eyed willie's treasure what was their last name it's very italian very italian it's like the ampanelli's or that's mama mm. mama i don't know caveman what is it <laughs> I think it's Fratelli. Yes, it's 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 the Fratellis, Fratelli. Mama Fratelli. We're close, Yancy. Yeah, definitely has a very Italian sound to it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's Italian sound. It's the Mussolini's. Okay, all right. Let's see how well you have been paying attention over the years, young man. We have reviewed on this show. You and I have reviewed episode seven, The Force Awakens. We've reviewed mm-hmm. episode eight, The Last Jedi, here on the show. But Yancy, what was the very first film in George Lucas's space fantasy epic? The first film? Yes. Just Star Wars? No! If I was, was going to say, if you if you come on, if you say episode four, A New Hope, I'm going through the microphone, young man. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you said no trick questions. Like, exactly. Why does this feel, why do I feel like I'm dying inside? Like, no, because I was, I thought maybe you might have said, well, it's episode four, A New Hope. No, it's not. It's Star Wars from 1977. As you know, I've been hammering that home since day one on this podcast, that there is no such thing as episode four, A New Hope, that all that crap is stupid. It's Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and as far as I'm concerned, they should have stopped making Star Wars movies in 1983. We'll move on. Okay. Uh, you, As you may know, and as anyone who's listened to this podcast probably knows, I've been known to uh, sing from time to time here on the show. Uh, not well, you know, but I've, been, I've sung a few bars of some of my favorite songs over the years around here, Yancey. So can you name the 1983 song that features international recording superstars? MC Micah G <laughs> and DJ Sven, and so they, they sample an early Madonna song. So mm. can you name the song? I've been known to sing it from time to time. I was going to say you sang it. Once. You've sang it multiple times. It's it's appeared on multiple top five lists. <laughs> um, I can't remember the name. And to be honest oh. with you, some some things are better left forgotten. Jeez, Caveman, you want to help out? What's the name of the song? It is the. Holiday rap. Yes, we're going to ring ring a dong for a holy day. Put your arms in the air. Let me hear you say. Let me hear you say. Exactly. This song gets so. I still stand by this. This song has gotten ten thousand times more play than it ever really should have. (laughs) It's so good, though. My God, it's so good. Okay, Uh, Yancy, what's the name of the game? You know, I love game shows, right? I'm a big game show fan. Who doesn't? I know game shows are the best. Can you name the game show that was huge in the seventies? It featured the host Gene Rayburn, and he. It also featured contestants that were trying to come up with answers to fill in the blank questions. With the object being to match answers given by celebrity panelists. What was the name of that show? Hollywood Squares. No, no, no. no. I'll give you a hint. There's a current iteration of the show that, for the millennial generation, for you guys, that's starring Alec Baldwin. Really. Um. I don't know. It's match game. Match game. Jeez. Mm. Oh, jeez. All right. In the 1987 classic film that I made you watch here on the show, Yancey, The Princess Bride. Okay? Billy Crystal almost stole the show from it with his over-the-top performance as the medicine man who brings Wesley back to life. Yancey, what was the name of Billy Crystal's <laughs> character in The Princess Bride? There's no chance I get this. I'm not even going to waste your time. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. All right. Derek, what is it? 
Miracle Max. Yes, it's Miracle Max. Of course it is. I okay. love Sophie the Castle. It yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely mutton. <laughs> okay. Uh, after our first 34 episodes, Yancey, we decided to kind of change things up, right? And what we decided to do was we kind of went back and forth and made each other watch movies, right, from our mm-hmm. respective generations, as we mentioned earlier. And back on episode 35, I nominated the very first of these movies from my generation for you to watch. So, Yancey, can you remember and name the very first movie that I made you watch for this podcast from Generation X? Holy cow. (laughs) I can't remember what I had for dinner. (laughs) It was from 1974. Um, Is it Airplane? No, can you think back a little bit further? That was in 1980. It was a comedy. Um... No, unfortunately, it was Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, it was Blazing Saddles. I would have got there. I would have got there. Speaking of which, now you remember, though, you watched the movie. You enjoyed it, right? You remember it? It was funny. It was funny. It had an amazing final act that I was not expecting. What was the name of Gene Wilder's character in Blazing Saddles? Do you remember that? I do not. He was the alcoholic that was locked up in jail. Remember before Mm -hmm. that, he was like a famous gunslinger in the Wild West? What was his character's name? Uh, no idea. <laughs> it's, it's the Waco kid. Okay. All okay. right. In the 1978 comedy classic Animal House that I made you watch, can you name the fraternity that Bluto, Otter, Flounder, and D-Day belong to? It was nicknamed the Animal House, but what was the official name of their fraternity, Yancey? It's like plastered on the front of the building. Mm-hmm. I think it's even on, like, the cover of the movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a symbol. It's a Greek symbol. Um, I I don't know. Caveman, do you know what it is? I, I don't. I think it's Delta House? Yes, it is the Delta House. Oh! All right, wow, well, pulled that one out of my butt. Good for you. I, okay, speaking of college comedies, we already mentioned this earlier. I made you watch 1984's Revenge of the Nerds. Right. And the nerds in the movie, they were shunned by every single college fraternity in the country except one. U.N. Jefferson, if you remember, remember, he (laughs) sort of grudgingly accepted them into his national fraternity. Yancey, what was the name of the fraternity that the nerds joined? This is so hard. This no, you, you were a liar. Come on. This was not hard. This this was like simple stuff. It's easy. (laughs) Uh, I know it had something to do with like they were like. Wasn't it like the the Black Negro League? Or, or like... It was not the Black Negro League. No. What was it? It was, it was Lambda, track. Lambda, Lambda. Yeah. Remember the Tri-Lambs? You don't remember that. Oh, my God. Wasn't it like a... Everybody? Yeah, except for Lando, Lambda, Lambda. Here's a group that'll see us. Was it Lambda, Lambda, Lambda? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, they can become probationary Tri-Lambs. Okay. Uh, I've mentioned this many times on the podcast about my three favorite movies of all time. I've also mentioned, Yancey, that these three movies are kind of interchangeable. So no movie is really number one, number two, or number three. They're just my top three movies of all time. Can you remember, Yancey, can you name my top three movies of all time? Top three movies? Yep. I'm going to say Return of the Jedi. 1975, 77, and 81, if that helps you at all. My top three favorite movies of all time. I've mentioned them so many times that these are my top three favorite movies. Not really in any particular order. Blues Brothers? Yeah. Okay. Well, you've obviously not been paying attention because it's... <laughs> <laughs> Can I guess? Can I guess? Go for it. Cave, what do you think? Star Wars, 1977. Yep. Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981. Yep. 
And I wanted to Strike. say Jaws, but you said it was 1975, and I think Jaws was a lot later than that. No, it wasn't. It was Jaws. It was Jaws, Star Wars, and Raiders of the Lost Ark are my three favorite movies of all time. Okay, we're going to go all the way back. This is the last one, Yancey, and then I'll put you out of your misery. All the way back to episode one, The Generation Gap, the first time we ever turned on the microphone and did a show together. We each mentioned a song that defined our generation. Yancey, you mentioned Radiohead's Everything in Its Right Place as the song that defined the millennial generation. Yes. But what song did I mention that I felt best defined Generation X? Oh. I'll give you a hint. It was from a movie that probably was the most defining oh, um, film of Generation yes. X as well. Uh, oh, this is going to kill me. This is going to kill me. Not talking heads. Um, <laughs> was it the holiday rap? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to hurt so bad, Chris. It's like right on the tip of my tongue give me a second let me think through this it's it's from 16 candles isn't it no it's not from 16 Chris, candles. say something no it's not from 16 candles it's from the breakfast club it's don't you forget about me by simple minds mm. Mm. i i would have gotten there that's yeah that's I, really that's really I, I, yeah well yeah well you know <laughs> so <laughs> but you didn't get there <laughs> so you know i spent two and a half years trying to drill all this stuff into your head and none of it stuck but i bet you if the tables were turned and you asked me stuff about that stupid interstellar i probably wouldn't remember any of that stuff either so i guess after two and a half years of trying i guess we could just both go back to the drawing board at this point i don't know chris all i care about is that you remember that Time is a flat circle, okay? If you can just hold that in your head, then we'll be much better off. Is this kind of like the flat earth people? What is this? I don't even know what you're talking about. Never mind. No, well, we're, we're going back to the drawing board. No toys about it. Um, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, hey, listen, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at Amaron underscore DM. That's Derek. Yancey, you'll find at Yancey Eaton. And I'm at C. McBrien. That's all on Twitter, obviously. Our uh, website is popcojaworld.com. And then make sure you leave us a review on, on iTunes. Yancey. How about a few last words? Actually, Derek, we'll start with you. Any last words before we move on? We're going to take a little bit of a break, right? So we're going to take a break between now and the new year. We're going to come back in the new year with all new shows. We'll be coming at you every single week. But uh, Derek, any any last words that you want to say to Yancey, to everybody? I just want to uh, thank you guys for allowing me to uh, come onto the podcast as a guest at first and now as a permanent uh, staple. And Yancey, I just want to reiterate that we love you, buddy. We're going to miss you. You're welcome to come back whenever you are able to. As far as I'm concerned, I am just warming your seat. This is a temporary stay for me. It may be quite a long temporary stay, but uh, you <laughs> quite know, we're a long miss temporary you. stay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Pop Goes Your World is a production of Chris McBride and Yancey Eaton, and I'm just I'm just a guest here uh, for however long I'm here, and. You wouldn't allow me to come on if you guys hadn't have already set the groundwork with a great show in a great format. And although we'll have to tweak it a tiny bit because obviously I'm not a millennial, um, if it wasn't for you guys uh, laying the foundation, building an audience, uh, there wouldn't be the opportunity for me to step in and keep your seat warm. So, Yancey, we're going to miss you. Uh, best of luck in all your future endeavors. And we hope to hear hear from you again often in the future. Yancey? I appreciate that. I, I do appreciate that. Um I've said this many, many times, came into your face and also to Chris privately that 
I think that you have an incredible polish. I think that you and Chris bounce off of each other a lot more fluidly than I could ever dream of doing. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I'm particularly good at podcasting, and I don't mean that to sound like self-deprecating or disparaging, but um, this doesn't come naturally like it does to you guys. You guys are really good at it. You sound amazing. I listen to all the podcasts that you guys have recorded without me, and um, I don't think the show's going to miss a beat. Like I honestly think you guys just kill it, and your knowledge base and just how much you guys are into pop culture, I think it plays up really really well and um i'm still going to continue listening as a fan and you know eventually once i get my together like i'll i'll come back on as a guest every once in a while and um you know thank you for for having me guys and um i mean i don't really have a whole lot else to say but this has been a lot of fun thank you for listening guys and um i hope you guys keep making this show forever i don't know what else to say that hasn't already been said so i'm just going to kind of leave it at that i'm going to say on behalf of yance eaton and Derek Myers, this is Chris McBrien saying thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Yancey, we love you, man. Thank you for listening to the Pop Goes Your World podcast. Continue the conversation on Twitter at C. McBrien or at Yancey Eaton. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show.